Welcome to Rainmakers. Now to our host, Carl Grant. Welcome to Rainmakers. I'm here with Jordan Harbinger, host of the Jordan Harbinger Show, one of the top 10 podcasts in the world with over 11 million downloads per month. Welcome, Jordan. Hey, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. So unlike your podcast, Jordan, this is very much a niche podcast. You cover a broad range of topics with a wide range of guests. This podcast is focused on business development. And our audience may be wondering, why have a top podcaster on a business development podcast? Well, I was turned on to you a few weeks ago when I heard you on another podcast. And, and I was fascinated listening to you as you spoke. And then I went and I downloaded your podcast and I started listening. And I listened, the first one I listened to was your interview with David Berkus. And he wrote the book, mm. friend of, A Friend of a Friend. And uh, I think it was your second interview with him. And I've since binge listened to your podcast and read a bunch of your materials. I'm in fact, taking your networking course. And so I, I'm fascinated with the fact that you really are a relationship guru from the beginning. Yeah, I mean, it, as much as I maybe cringe a little when I hear that type of label, yes. And there's the only reason I do that is because I used to focus on dating and relationships when I was younger, you know, 20s and early 30s. And now that whole niche is understandably and honestly justifiably a little bit uh, tainted uh, because it has become a little bit toxic. You know, dating coaching for men is it's evolved, let's say, or oh, devolved, yeah. maybe. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't find um, those podcasts. I looked for them, but I did find an interview yes. that you did with somebody else back then. And I wasn't so much focused on the dating. I'm, I'm married a long time. I yeah, was focused same. on on your um, your philosophy on socializing. And you said you would socialize with anyone. And, you know, that was going way back. Has that evolved over time? Not really, because and a lot of people ask me this, they go, well, how do you scale for time? And, you know, you're older now and you got to focus on things that are going to work for you. One of the concepts in the networking course that you're taking, the free one, uh, six minute networking, mm -hmm. is that you we really don't know where the opportunities lay. And a lot of people, they don't really understand this concept. And also I'll, I'll put it in, an, in like a party kind of metaphor here. Let's say that I walk into a party and I go, OK, I need a I need an entertainment lawyer because I have a couple questions and I might need to retain someone. So I walk up to, to the punch bowl that's never there at parties anymore. But I walk up to the punch bowl and the hors d'oeuvres and someone's there and we start chatting and I say, so what do you do? And they say, oh, I'm a graphic designer. And I go, oh, OK. And then the rest of what they say, I kind of not listening. I'm looking over their shoulder. I'm thinking, OK, there's 100 people here. How many of these people am I going to have to talk to before I find somebody that can help me because I need an entertainment lawyer? And maybe maybe I need some other discreet things, but that's really what I need is an entertainment lawyer because I got a copyright strike or something against me, right? Well, now I'm not paying attention. I don't really have anything to offer that person. And even if I did, I wouldn't notice that I did because I'm not really paying attention. I'm sort of just waiting for the conversation to end. I excuse myself. I go to the next person. What do you do? Oh, well, I, you know, I run an online, I don't know, t-shirt business, right? And then rinse and repeat. And then I, after talking with 25 people, it's an, an exhausting long night. I've gotten nowhere. I'm dejected. I get back in my car, pay the valet, drive across town and go, well, that was a waste of three hours. And then I never want to network again because it's not really providing any return. That's a bad way to look at things. And yet that's how most people network. Now there's, you're thinking, 
oh, I don't do that. You know, that, that seems rude. I, I would never do that. You do that all the time when you only reach out to people when you need something. And you do that all the time when you ignore opportunities to provide aid or help to other people in your network or to expand your network. And most of us live our entire lives and go, th go through our entire businesses doing just that. And it's much easier it's more important, it's more scalable, and it's easier if what we do is we go to that party and we say, okay, I need an entertainment lawyer, but anybody who I talk to here can probably help someone else in my network, if not me in some way later on in the next, I don't know, 30 years, right? right. But since we don't know what kind of opportunities there are for us over the horizon, we tend to ignore it. But let's say that we start to change our mindset a little bit. So now we, we talk to this first person at the punch bowl, we find out they're a graphic designer, and we don't need a graphic designer, but it doesn't matter. Now we're listening for what we can do for them. Turns out they need uh, a web company that is hiring because they're sort of out of work. So now I think who in my network works for or runs any kind of web company that might be looking for a freelance or new hire graphic designer. Now I'm looking to plug this person into my network. I'm also looking at who uh, they can possibly help in my network. So it sort of goes both uh, in both directions. And I take myself out of the equation. Right. So now everyone I talk to at that party, the team business gal, the uh, consultant for whatever, you know, online digital ads, what all those people can help someone else in my network. So I'm able to build or earn referral currency and social capital from pretty much every interaction that I make. So I no longer have to make this annoyingly difficult slash impossible calculation about what's in it for me with every single interaction that I have, because now with that sort of mindset shift, every person that I interact with is potentially valuable to somebody else in my network. And, th and that's almost without exception, right? If I'm talking to a child or something like that, okay, maybe maybe I'm less able to plug that person into my network, but I'm probably able to have somebody in my network help them. So it it's almost without exception. And this makes your life a lot easier because the what's in it for me calculation, not only is it ineffective, not only is it a bad use of time and inefficient, it also is very difficult to make. Yeah. So you, your, your life, your approach sounds very much like mine. You're a super connector. You like to help others, but you can't help the whole world every day. Right. And so right. I help, CFOs find jobs. I help general counsels find jobs. Why? Because when they land, they need to hire law firms. I represent mm -hmm. a law firm, right? And so I'm trying to be more targeted with who I help. I can't help every, you know, software developer out there. That that would not make sense, and nor would it fit into what my company's paying me to do. But you've probably mm -hmm. honed this over the over time as well, Jordan, because I see that you were named Forbes um, one of the 50 best relationship builders. You get hired by Apple and Google and Twitter to come and speak and teach courses. How have you refined this approach over time? And what would you take into those companies and tell them they need to do? Sure. So, so I would actually, going back to your sort of case here, I would actually argue that you you could help many a software developer. It's just not in the same way, right? Like you're not right. plugging them in and getting them a job, but what you could do is go, okay, I know a bunch of software developers. And then when you plug a general counsel into a, let's say, software company or a, or a CFO into a software company and they retain your law firm, you can say, by the way, uh, you know, I know you guys are always hiring. I saw this on the site or I heard this from somebody or you can just say, hey, are you hiring? Because I know a lot of software developers that are hungry right now and probably could use the work and, and they'll go, great. So they 
show up on time and don't do heroin? Where do we, you know, let's let's see those resumes because that's half the battle these days is like finding somebody who will actually be interested in the job and show up and can work from home and has experience, things like that. You know, that's that's already, your word can go a long way. Right, don't and get me wrong. I help could, software developers. <laughs> I sure. can help them. I, I'm sure, I just, yeah. I just don't, you know, Go, go like it's not your problems. business yeah, right right yeah it's not it's not your core business but i just i want to highlight this not not for you but for everyone listening because people will go oh well i can't really help you because you're a software developer anybody can can plug into your network and the example that i give when i when i give talks is when i moved to la at first and i live in san jose now but when i moved to la at first I had a toothache and there was no Uber and I remember getting a taxi was really difficult and I couldn't find a dentist. I just moved there. I didn't have a car. And every dentist I called was like, sorry, no new patients. Go to the ER, go to the ER. And I'm like, I'm not going to the ER. They're just going to yank my tooth out with a pair of pliers or something, you know, without anesthetic for all I know. And uh, I posted on Facebook, a stranger said, hey, my aunt actually has a dental office that's probably like half a mile away from you. Do you want me to call her and see if she can help you? And I said, yeah, you know, I'll pay in cash. I'll get up early, whatever can be done. So he called his aunt, said, yeah, she'll take care of you. This is a person I've never met, never talked to in my life. They just happened to be somebody who listened to my podcast and had added me as a friend on Facebook, you know, in like so 2009. Cool. Yeah, that's great. And so, so I show up, I get my tooth fixed. I tell the guy, hey, thank you. You know, you're kind of a lifesaver. I was about to have to wait four days for the near, next dental appointment from anybody near me that was going to be able to help. Uh, or, you know try and get a taxi and risk not even making the appointment on time because LA taxis, especially at the time, were kind of like, maybe we'll show up, you know? So he says, great, you know, look, I know you're an entrepreneur. I'm wondering if I can come and work for you. And I said, look, I don't, I'm not really hiring. This guy was a graphic designer. That's why I always use that example. And he said, here's my portfolio. I work at a, um, I work at a coffee shop right now making, you know, lattes. And I said, ooh, you know, he said, but here's my portfolio. I'm good at what I do. I'm hungry. I can work like seven days a week. I don't even care. I just want to get my foot in the door. And I said, all right, well, I'm not sure how I can help you, but uh, I'll, I'll take a look. And, you know, at that point, I was just thinking like, I, I can't help you. You know, I don't know anybody who's hiring. Well, four days later, I think not even, like more like three and a half days later, a friend of mine emails me and says, hey, I noticed you got a new website who's your designer, my web designer and, and graphics folks, they keep liking, you know, another person got another job that was higher paid. I need somebody and I need to scale. And I said, look, I, I made the website, so I can't help you there, but I've got a portfolio of somebody. I've never worked with them, but they're hungry and they're currently a barista. So you can, you know, any offer will, will beat their current pay and they're going to be stoked to do the work. They're not just going to quit and leave because their dream job is at Facebook. Like this is their dream job. And she said, great, send it over. She hired this guy, gave him a trial period. I think he ended up with like an 80,000 more or less dollar a year job instead of making freaking lattes because he helped me find a dentist on Facebook. And the reason that this example is important is because if I had, if he had said, what can Jordan do for me? And then and then had to make that calculation that I was going to somehow get him a job. He, and then if that was the barrier to him making the introduction to his aunt, who's a dentist, he never would have made it because I didn't even know I could get him that job, let alone him. Right. And if I had thought to ask every single person that I knew, if they knew a dentist in the area, I wouldn't have thought to ask a stranger on Facebook. So he helped me for no reason, really no expectation of getting anything in return. And in return, he ended up getting a job in the niche that he wanted and probably ever looked back, right? So that's why you can't 
rely on the calculation of what the ROI is for any particular interaction or introduction, because you literally don't know. You can't see that far ahead. Right. And, and one of your recent guests wrote a book about, about um, psychopaths. And I, I was fascinated by the interview. And then you were talking about building a network and keeping psychopaths out. <laughs> so I, yeah. I'm curious, curious, how does that practice? How do you, like, if you're making the random introduction for the guy that you met in the Uber, how do you know he's not a psychopath? Yeah, I mean, that's the trick, right, is you really don't know. So I often will vet my network connections quite a bit more. You know, th that's why when I introduce this graphic designer to the web designer friend of mine or the web company friend of mine, I said, I've never worked with them. Here's the portfolio, but I have no experience, right? Because you don't right. want that person to go, well, this person's obviously been working with Jordan for a few years. You know, they're great. Maybe they can sleep on my couch. You don't want that to happen, right? right? You right. want them, you want them to go, well, okay, I'm just looking at a portfolio, but at least I can put it at the top of the pile because it came from somebody that I know. So you have to be careful. The, re, screening psychopaths out of your network is unreliable because even trained psychologists can't screen for psychopathy very quickly. It's very, very difficult because psychopaths are expert manipulators. Yeah, and the way that you really- this, find that Find that edition of Jordan's uh, podcast because it's really good and, and, I, and mm -hmm. you'll learn so much. Hey, we're running yeah, out that's of episode time Hey, sure. Running out of time. I want to be conscious of time. I, one last sure. question. A lot of the people who listen to this podcast are business development professionals. They run business development groups like me. And and you go out and you consult with these groups. So if somebody were to reach out to you and, and you're very accessible and, and say, Jordan, you want you to come teach, teach us a workshop or do a partner retreat, what could they expect from you? Sure. So I, I run people through several drills and exercises, some similar to what you're seeing in the six minute networking course of the free version, where I get people uh, developing tiny habits. So it's like connecting with a few people each day, how to set up the CRM system, the software that I use, uh, some principles of engaging and re-engaging people. And then I bring people through conversation drills, which are not readily accessible online because they're a little difficult to run in a video format, but conversation drills to get people to be able to refer others very easily, um, have conversations that run really smoothly, and also it, it, not like for socially awkward or inept people, but I mean like having conversations that get to the root of what somebody else needs, the root of what you need, communicate it clearly and memorably so that other people can help you, getting referrals, a lot of these little systems that people just won't learn if they read about it in some book. You know, we really set up the software with them. We really go through the whole uh, rigmarole so that people are using it. Because once we get people using and set up in the system, which takes like just very little time, candidly, then them spending four or five minutes a day after it's already been scheduled into their calendar and running through the system and just sort of keeping it well oiled, that's, that's a no brainer and takes no time at all. It's almost harder not to do it at that point. Well, it sounds very useful. Jordan, maybe I'll have a chance to call you one of these days. I appreciate sure. you doing the show. Jordan Hartmanger, thank you. Thank you very much. You have been listening to Brain Makers with Carl Grant. Brain.